And my mother was part of this congregation until about 10 years ago when she moved out, uh, we moved her out to North Dakota where my sister Linda and her family live. Uh, but I talked to my sister Linda yesterday on the phone and she sends her greetings to those who would receive them, the, the Shaners and the Screenovers, Welches especially, and uh, it's really great to be here with you. Uh, most of you, when you came in, got from the Schoonovers a couple of brochures. Uh, one is our most recent update. Uh, it says Winkles Family Update, Thanksgiving 2019. And that gives you some current things that are going on. Uh, but then uh, many of you got this color brochure that really is sort of like sermon notes. So as I uh, speak this morning, you can follow along. Uh, with, with the brochure here, and you'll have uh, notes to take home and to, to review. One of the things that we talk a lot about in Hungary, where we minister, is the word Shalom. Uh, my wife and I have served as Free Methodist missionaries in Budapest, Hungary, for almost 20 years now. And we have a small congregation in the central city, and we have another church in a town about an hour and 15 minutes to the west. And uh, Hungary is one of the former Soviet satellite states that existed under communism for 45 years until the fall of the Soviet Union in 1990. And the people there carry, carry heavy burdens. Um, heavy burdens from the oppression that they experienced, uh, heavy burdens from uh, a systematic attempt to eradicate religion and faith. Uh, and a lot of tragedy that uh, has happened in the country uh, because of decisions of political leaders. Uh, they were on the wrong side of World War I, and as a result, after the Treaty of Paris, the Treaty of Trianon, they lost two-thirds of their territory to surrounding countries. And then they were on the wrong side of World War II. They were uh, supposedly liberated by the Soviets, but the Soviets stayed and occupied the country for 45 years. So there's a lot of uh, repressed anger, grief, sadness in the country. Uh, Hungary has had one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Uh, there's a general fearing feeling that um, things are not going to get any better. Uh, sometimes people characterize the Hungarian people as depressed people. And you might get that idea by a couple of sayings that a Hungarian friend told me one time. Uh, the Hungarian definition of an optimist is a person who's poorly informed. And uh, the other one is, if the news is bad, it's probably true. Um, so we talk about shalom, and shalom is most often translated in our Bibles as peace. But it means so much more than just the absence of con conflict. It really means a restoration of all that God intended to be right and true about our world, our creation, and about humanity. If you look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, we see a, a very simple but profound statement. 
I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. The time of salvation, the day of salvation is at hand. What did God design us to do? What was his purpose? If you look in the brochure, you see a quote from John Wesley's writings uh, from 1733. He says, this is indeed the design of his dwelling in us to heal our disordered souls and to restore that image of his upon our nature. That is one definition of shalom. And the broader definition of salvation is not just coming to faith in Jesus Christ, but salvation means creation healed. And the restoration of, of our earth, the restoration of our world, the restoration of our everything that's broken, our relationships, not just our relationship with God, but our relationship with our family, our friends, and our fellow man. Now, one of the tasks that we have in Hungary is trying to convey that message of hope and healing, that message of shalom. Um, and we try to do that by thinking about three simple questions that everybody has to face at some point in their lives. Now, sometimes people start with one of the questions or others a different question. We'll talk about them this morning in a linear fashion, but really it's more cyclical that people might come in at one entry point and they'll come in at another one. Um, the first question is, who is God? Uh, and you can see, in the, in the brochure, you can see the little triangle that I've made to show the three interconnected questions. The first question is, who is God? Our primary task is to show that our God of love, justice, mercy, and forgiveness exists and is at work in our world, and that he has ultimately revealed to us through his Son, Jesus Christ. How do we do this in Budapest? Well, one way is obviously proclamation, proclamation of the gospel. Our congregation has already met this morning. Uh, there's a six-hour time difference, so uh, right now it's in the afternoon there in, in Budapest, so they've already met. They've already uh, had their Advent reading and lit the second Advent candle, and they've already had the Word of God proclaimed through the congregation. We're so thrilled that we have uh, our first ordained Hungarian elder, uh, who is the pastor now. Uh, as of September, he's become the pastor of the Budapest Church. And we have a young woman uh, who's just completing her university degree, uh, who has become a conference ministerial candidate, and she's the assistant uh, at the Budapest Church as well. And so we're so thankful that God is raising up leaders and it's these Hungarian leaders that will be much more effective than Katie or I have ever been. Because they, they, we speak, while we speak Hungarian, we're not Hungarian. We don't understand that history. We look back on the Hungarian history of the wars and going back, they have a long memory, back to 450 years ago when they lost, the, the, I mean, they won their last battle. The most recent battle they won was 450 years ago. So. Uh, we don't have that long history. Sort of the American perspective is get over it, move on. But it's, uh, it's sort of in the collective conscience of the country. So we're, we're so thankful that God has raised up these, these young, young men and women that want to serve him and want to see uh, 
a revival happen in their country. And I say revival because one of the questions that we often get is why does Hungary, Hungary need missionaries? The, according to statistics, more Hungarians are Christians than Americans. But you need to look beyond the statistics to say what does it mean to be a Christian? And if you ask the average Hungarian, how do you know that you're a Christian? The answer would be something like this. I'm a Christian because I'm a Hungarian. That's what Hungarians are. Uh, or I'm a Christian because I was christened as a child. There's no meaning uh, other than a cultural identification. In fact, our pastor, our Hungarian elder, Peter is his name, uh, when he was 18, 19 years old, he saw no conflict in considering himself to be a Christian and an atheist. And I know other people in that same situation. He's a Christian because he's Hungarian by cultural identification, and he was an atheist by his philosophical belief. So one of the key questions, who is God, is introducing people to a God of love and mercy and justice, and that he does exist, and that he cares for you and us, individually and collectively. The second question is, who am I? When people develop a relationship with God through prayer, worship, and word, they realize their true identity as, beloved, as a beloved child of God. You may have heard of different types of cultures, fear-based cultures, guilt-based cultures, shame-based cultures. By and large, Hungary is a shame-based culture. Uh, the people are, basically it's ingrained by, from their parents, by their school teachers, by society that you're never good enough. Uh, the school system never gives praise. Uh, even if you do well on your test, whether it's a 70% or whatever it is, um, the, the teacher's general response would be, well, that's good, but you can do better. You can always do better. Um, and so one of the ways that we communicate God's goodness to people is through weekly English class that we offer at our Budapest Ministry Center on Wednesday afternoons. And uh, we use a totally different teaching method than the tr traditional Hungarian teaching method of just rote memorization and shame. <laughs> uh, and we laugh, we uh, respect one another, uh, we encourage one another. I think it's uh, characterized best in, a, in, a, in a, a little story that happened a few years back. There was a lady that was in her late 60s who was in um, one of Katie's small groups, my wife Katie's small groups. And uh, they were having, Katie asked a question, and the lady responded with a very good answer. And Katie said, Ava, that is so clever. That is, that's a, that's a perfect answer. You did a good job. And Ava started crying. And, and Katie was shocked. She said, Ava, what, what's the matter? She said, no one has ever praised me in my life before. And here she was, 68, 69 years old, never receiving a word of praise before in her life. 
Well, we try to get people to see that their identity is not in what they do. Their identity is not in even who they are as a Hungarian. But their true identity is found in Jesus Christ. And then the third question, who are we together? We seek to create an environment where people can experience love, acceptance, hope, healing, and peace, and learn how to relate to one another as members of God's family. So we try to see that strength comes through community, uh, that God's calling on our lives as believers is calling to live in community. As you're gathered here this morning in a type of community where you are encouraging and praying for one another and learning from one another and receiving the word, receiving opportunities to receive prayer and anointing and healing. This is an important aspect of our Christian faith. We don't live as isolationists. We live in community. And we do this in many different ways, uh, trying to encourage people to engage in community. Uh, in fact, um, one of our goals for the English class is to create a kind of loving community, accepting community. And people have said, I started coming here for the English, but I stayed here because of the community, because of the fellowship. Not only do we have the connections within the church and within the English class, but because the work of the Free Methodist Church is rather small and in its fundamental stages in Europe, we connect with other churches. We participate within Budapest with the Wesleyan Alliance, where we have joint uh, projects and services with uh, sister organizations such as the Salvation Army and the Church of the Nazarene, OMS, World Gospel Mission, uh, the Hungarian Methodist Church, and other uh, like-minded groups. But beyond that, we also connect with our brothers and sister churches that are throughout the continent. Now here in, in Michigan, you're part of the Southern Michigan Conference and you have an association of churches that at least at the upper level is involved with uh, but for us, our closest church, aside from the one that's an hour and a half away, is probably the closest one is eight hours away or more in another country. So we try to establish a sense of cohesiveness among our fellowships as well. We have a team now that's working in Hungary with us. Uh, it's a mixed team of Hungarians and Americans and Irish. Uh, the pastor of our church in the town to the west is Irish. His wife is Hungarian. And it's his middle daughter who is now the conference ministerial candidate. Uh, our team in Budapest is Hungarian and American. And our goal is to raise up Hungarian leaders that will make a difference in the country. We, do, we really do appreciate your prayers and uh, really challenge you to respond to uh, the needs that we've talked about. On the back of your brochure, you 
you see, we've got uh, three little points. Partner prayerfully, partner financially, partner personally. Um, the most important partnership is with prayer. And uh, we have on a table out there some of these prayer cards. Uh, we'd be delighted if you would pick one up and take it home and use it as a reminder. Um, my wife puts out a prayer letter every week that she's in Hungary. And it includes a short devotional thought at the beginning and then prayer and praise reports. And she would be really happy to add you to the email mailing list. Um, I will have a paper out on the table. You can sign up just with your name and email address if you'd like to, to add, be added to that list. Or if you want to, you can fill out the bottom part of this card and put your name and email address on that and give me the little tear, the tear off the bottom. And I'll make sure that she gets that when I get back to Hungary. And you can be updated on a regular basis about the prayer and praise praises of what's going on in Budapest. Um, we do encourage people to come and visit. If you have the uh, opportunity to come and serve as a small team or even as an individual or a couple, uh, we have a young woman from Spring Arbor that's in the process of coming to work with us for two years, hopefully starting in the fall. I don't know if you know Erin Kingsley, but she's in process for that. Um, more and more people are doing uh, vacations in Europe as airfares have come down to low prices and uh, I don't know how many times I've been at a church and they said, we were in Budapest just last year. And we say, well, why didn't you tell us you were going to be in town? We'd be delighted to meet you and show you the ministry center. So if you have some opportunity uh, in your travels, even if you're coming on business, we've had business people that let us know that they're in Budapest for business meetings. And we, we connect with them. So whether it's you're interested in ministry opportunity or just stopping in to, to see firsthand uh, about the ministry that's taking place in Hungary, we really would appreciate that contact. Um, for many years, until about 10 years ago, this church was one of our partner churches. Um, and you do have the opportunity, as you can see in, in the printout here, that uh, there's a church in Holland, Ohio that's doing a challenge that they're wanting to match donations uh, to help us this year. These, have, for all of us, have been hard financial times. And so there's an opportunity to partner in uh, finances as well. Um, we have a congregation of needy and broken people. Maybe it's like your congregation here. We have at least three people that are on the aut autism spectrum, one of them profoundly autistic. We have um, people that are struggling from really difficult marital situations, and they're trying to remain faithful while a spouse is not. Um, we have people that have come from broken marriages, from broken homes, Many times we feel that we're ministering in an emergency room and that we're short-staffed. 
We don't have enough doctors and nurses and orderlies and receptionists and, and people to work alongside of us. So we really do depend upon the prayers of the people. The prayers of the people in Hungary, the prayers of the people around the world, the prayers of our partners in ministry. And we pray that you might find it in your heart to lift up a prayer for us on a regular basis as we minister um, on behalf of churches in Southern Michigan and Ohio, but more importantly, on behalf of the Kingdom of God in, in Hungary. So I thank you for the time this morning, and I hope that uh, something I've shared this morning has touched your heart. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. I would like to pray over you now. Would you be willing to kneel at the altar? Uh, certainly. And you, would anyone like to come pray over Larry with me? You can come forward and lay a hand on his shoulder. And we'll pray for him and Katie in his absence, or in her absence. Free. 
And so we pray that you would provide. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you, Larry. Thank you all. If you um, do write a check, I encourage you to, um, or, or cash, give it directly to me, and I will make sure that we get it, um, the funds matched by our friends at Holland Free Methodist Church. Um, you can write a check to FMC USA and write Wingles MSA for Missionary Share Account in the memo line.